Well, good morning again. Uh, appreciate all the guys that have been helping in worship. Um, great job. I really appreciate Tommy for so many things, but even for the simple things as lining up worship and working out schedules, making sure people are there, and uh, that, that's a imp- pretty impressive thing, week in and week out. If you are a child and you're out there, I know that you're probably not happy that kids' time is not going on right now, but you might be really interested here in a little bit at some of the things we have on the screen. And I thought of you this week. Um, I don't know what your flagpole looks like at school, but I bet they all look the same as the other schools here. You're going to see a school in the videos and uh, see if you can find their flagpole. It'll be really interesting. Our text today um, comes from Acts chapter 6. And I love the Gospels and I love what we learn about Jesus and his mission. Uh, But there's something about Acts and the epistles that teaches me about ministry, that teaches me about the church. And I go to to those often. So um, this is especially one of those passages. Acts chapter 6. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Grecian Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on the tables. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. May God bless the reading of his word. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, just is one of those Sundays. It's just my time. Uh, Tommy's on vacation. We just got back from a mission trip a few weeks ago, so uh, it's only fitting that I get to share a little bit about that. Um, I told first service that the bad thing about being locked into one service, which is just our routine, is that when you go to the other one, um, usually you're noticed. And when I go to first service and I sit right over here, I'm busted. They know it automatically, and there's no getting away from it. So I kind of feel like a black sheep that's like, come home, you know, like I finally come back to first service. But um, anyway, it is good to be here. I'm excited about um, what I've got to say, and I don't have a lot to say, um, but it's more than just a report on Ecuador. I do want to inform a little bit to um, portray to you what has been done, but I want it to be a little bit larger than just what happened um, a couple weeks ago. And um, the, the title for today is Moved and Moving On. And um, I'm going to get to that at the end, but uh, I'm actually trying to do a couple things. The main one, obviously, is to talk about Ecuador, to share some of those experiences and um, what we can learn from them. The other thing is I, I'd like to point out briefly What's going on down the street with the college ministry? I don't get this opportunity often, and I don't want to be someone that every time I speak, it's always about 
the college ministry. Not that that's a bad thing, but I don't want you to know automatically what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, but that's just how it goes. And then the third thing that I'm trying to hold together is, is the point from our scripture and the lesson that we draw from that and from all the things um, over the next few minutes. So if you would, um, I'm just going to, for the sake of time, jump right into some of the things on Ecuador. But as we do, I'd like to invite you to soak it in. Some of you are excited about things like this. It's different. It's interesting. It's It's even a little bit entertaining. Others, maybe you're jealous you didn't get to go. You don't know the people. You don't know what happened. You're bored. Um, I know all the things that might be going on in our minds, but I don't want you to think that this is simply informing about Ecuador. I want you to notice behind it, notice in the pictures, that the team that went, a lot of these students had a lot of firsts. This may have been their first time out of Texas. This may have been their first time to fly. Uh, First time to really get to use their Spanish. It may have been a time to overcome some fears and, and get over some boundaries. But I don't want you to just think about us going and doing something, but think about the work of God that happened in their lives and the lives of the people we talked to and what we bring back from that. Because ultimately, I think the point is you don't pick up one week and go and you do all this amazing stuff and you come back and it's the same as it was before. To me, missions are so blurred with our daily life that we've got to take something away. So... Here we go. Um, the, the problem that I have is that as I show you these things, I could flood you with information and you would get really tired of it. And no matter how much I tried to do that, even if I wanted to, the team would be disappointed that I didn't share enough. They would be wondering, where was my picture? Where was this? You should have said this. And that's really a tough spot to be in. So I'm going to try to do my best. If you went to Ecuador, if you were on the team, would y'all stand up real fast? These are some of them. You can recognize them in the picture, but um, there they are. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Um, it was a great time. I'm just going to do a little bit of informing. We went to Tabacundo to a place called Camp Bellevue, and that's supported by the Bellevue Church of Christ in Washington. And the, uh, minist- the missionaries there are Justin and Jonna Rieger. And she is one of the daughters of Kent Markham. If you have been familiar with Ecuador, Kent has been there a while. And so uh, they've, they've been there working at that camp. The camp has a great facility. They uh, do a lot of things with uh, after-school program. And they obviously do some summer things, but school is year-round. So a lot of after-school programs, the kids will come and get a snack and a vitamin and mandatory study time and Bible lessons. So they use it well and... And man, they know how to use it. We also stopped at a market. That's an experience that you've got to have when you go anywhere like that. And so that was unique to us. We got to go to the center of the earth on the equator. And some people stood on both hemispheres at the same time until they realized that that was a mistake and the real center of the earth was in sight, like just a little ways away outside of the little monument park. So it was a little disappointing, but... They were pretty close with the technology they had when they, when they designed that. So we got to go there um, in Quito, and then we stopped at the Basilica del, del Voto Nacional, also uh, Basilica of San uh, Juan. 
And one reason I'm going through these and saying something about them is so that when you see the pictures, you know what's going on. When you look at this, this picture of this building, it has the high arches, and you're going to see some pictures where we're actually walking on top of that ceiling in between the attic to get to a tower, and it was crazy. So if you see, you know, like something that looks like a roof, it's walking on, it's the top of that. And we walked around this whole thing, and we never realized that the floor plan was shaped like that, like a cross. Um, very cool. Rose producers, um, we went and toured one on Thursday of that week, and this was one that was solely uh, exported to Russia. Their whole, their whole setup was only to Russia. And Ecuador's number, number one export is actually oil, not, not roses. But anyway, we were definitely in rose country. The picture on the right there is a trash barrel. So here in San Angelo in West Texas, we don't see a lot of green stuff and blooming stuff, so that was beautiful, and that was their trash. So uh, the pictures you see will be after they've already harvested everything and what's growing back. Sunday, we worshiped with the church. It was a lot like what you would expect if you've been to Mexico or somewhere like that, except this day blew me away. This says Sunday all day because we worshiped, we ate, we played games, and we played games, and we played games, and it rained, and so we went inside and we played more games, and I mean, this church, they were all about it, and we were so tired after that day, we hadn't even started working yet, Um, but we took all those experiences into our work week. Um, the work projects, uh, there's an intern apartment that they had used and we helped tear down the rafters in it and raise it basically a story and you'll see the pictures of it and raising beams. And when we got there, they had just poured the concrete, uh, into those forms. And so later as a part of our work, we had to take those down, pull nails, clean it up, um, and then put the, uh, the roofing on. There's a local school there. Actually, there's a Christian school as a part of Operation Ecuador. Um, not many can afford it um, or can get in, but the schools there are not completely subsidized by the state, so um, not a lot happens there. And so the camp was able to help paint this, um, spruce it up a little bit, so that, was, that went a long way to build a relationship with them and with some of the kids that they have in the after-school program. So we took a lot of uh, trips over and back every day. Um, some of us did the painting, and some of us did uh, worked on the apartment. There was a classroom. Uh, we were doing pretty good on our work, so uh, we repainted a classroom. You'll see those pictures. And then every day after the work, the kids would show up. They'd do their study. They would have their snack, and then we'd go into VBS. And so that was our, our whole day, working, VBS, Um, And then we would end with a devotional. So I'm going to go ahead and let the video speak. And again, with every picture you see, every video you see, there's people on the team that are just dying to say more. And and I hate that I can't, but I'll I'll be back for just a second. That intense, that focused, um, it's really impossible. And... I really encourage you to ask, ask the team what they brought back 
what they gave, things like that. I think it's safe to say that um, after that experience, they were moved. Uh, they watched what God can do, and they were moved. And uh, we can be too um, if we join in with, with what God is doing. I, I know that there's so many things that they could say about the ways that God moved in their life, the ways that he wants to move here. So I want to wrap up by uh, showing a slide on, on Rams for Christ, and then I'll, I'll finish up with our, our Acts passage. Uh, down the street, my hope is that in some way, everybody that walks through the campus center is moved, that they know Christ better, that they find a community that welcomes them, that is Christ-like, that um, is moving, um, moving in God's direction, moving with his spirit, um, that, that it changes their life. And, and to me, that's huge. Unfortunately, um, you'll notice the title of the sermon is Moved and Moving On. Um, not necessarily like Ecuador is done and gone, we need to move on. But um, what about here? You know, the bad thing about college ministry is people move on really quickly. Um, you don't even get them for four years anymore. They come in with so many hours that uh, you don't get them unless they're, you know, the long-term track and all that. But um, they move through really quickly. This picture I put in, uh, that happens to be an Aggie fan and a Longhorn hugging. That's how strong relationships here can be. That's how um, important this church is to our college students. Uh, They need moving examples that connect with their lives, that lead them on, that inspire them. Somebody they can can see out ahead of them. Um, In our ministry, this is sort of uh, the challenge that we challenge ourselves with. Learning God's good news, living it out, leading others to the Lord Jesus Christ and loving it. We want to be a people, a group of students who we're joyful about learning his good news and living in it. I, I believe there's nothing better than living God's way in his community. And then by knowing those things and living it out, leading others. And so that is our challenge. Um, having said that, I know I can't talk a lot about Rams for Christ, but maybe Tommy will give me another opportunity. But I noticed something in Acts that had a lot to do with my ministry situation. I see people move on a lot. Um, Sometimes I'm really not ready. Because just about the time, you know, they really start to click and get in gear, they go off and jump into some other great thing, and they're amazing people, and you don't get to see some of those fruits all the time because it's like a revolving door. They come, they go semester to semester, year after year. We see in Acts, they find this amazing guy named Stephen. He's full of the spirit and wisdom and faith. And he, he touches a project and it just starts to roll. It just starts to gain momentum. You skip over a few chapters. He and Philip, uh, the rubber meets the road and they live it out and they do such a good job that Stephen ends up getting killed. And I want to read in in chapter 8 about this revolving door, this moving on, and make make the point. Acts 8, verse 1. On that day a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. 
Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. In Acts, you see Stephen, and he moved on. Philip moved on. But the key there is that wherever they went, they preached the gospel. They had a quality about themselves that as they moved on, wherever they went, um, that's just what they did. And it wasn't just them, and it wasn't just Saul, Paul. It was the disciples. They did it. And so as we think about our context here, we know people move through. They move on, and some stay longer than others, but some leave quicker than we'd like. But the nature of life and the nature of ministry and church is that people are moving on. I just hope that we're moved enough by God that it's effective, that he can touch others through our movements, through um, whatever we do. And to me, that's our challenge. I invite you to find out how God is moving you and join in with that. And as you move on, wherever you go, even if you're here for a while, that you're not settled in. Um, Today, if you are so moved and you have any type of need and you want to respond to that for prayers or, or whatever that may be, I want to invite you to come as, as we stand and sing.